Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. So glad to be with you. We are brought to you by... Oh, who are we brought to you by? Oh, that's right. We have to eat and we have to have water to drink. But we've been through the virtues of My Patriot Supply. We've been through 15-year, excuse me, 25-year shelf life. We've been through the idea that you need to get 2,000 calories per day. Yeah, that's right. High-calorie food because you're eating to survive. You need to not buy all from the grocery store because you have to have balance in the diet because you get sick of eating the same thing. Really, really important. And right now, why you can still get it, because diesel fuel has not yet hit $8 per gallon in most parts of the country, uh, you can still get it delivered on time. Uh, inexpensive price because the prices have not gone up and there's still specials involved where you can say $150 per order and you can stack your orders take advantage of the sale. Uh, my feeling is that a lot of people are putting this off. You're almost out of time. So go to preparewithdave.com, preparewithdave.com. Roving blackouts, Putin threats, Iranian threats, grid is vulnerable. It's our glass jaw here in America. Uh, if that goes down, where are you going to get your water? Exactly. So each person needs water filtration because you'll all have to scavenge and volume will be an issue. That's why each person needs water filtration. The Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter Wad, you can still get it. Remember, I'm the last remaining vendor in the world for this product. It's the best in the business. You'll see that with the research at waterwithdave.com. But it does have a shelf life. They found some in the supply chain, but when it's gone, it's gone. We had already previously canceled and stopped advertising, and then they came to me and said, we have a few more. Do you want to be the loan remaining? And I said, I'll do that. Yes, waterwithdave.com. So this, these are essentials. I hope that you don't put it off. Um, I, I think everyone can see the gravity of what's going on and what's being done to us. Um we're talking about in a continuing series, the summer of hell and how to prepare to get through the summer of hell. And my feeling is, ladies and gentlemen, that you, um, there are things I'm going to be covering here that are not optional if you want to maximize your survival. Now, first of all, if you're going to survive, and we've covered other things before this, but today is really important because this has to do with what um, medicine calls the neural vegetative habits. If you don't take care of this, 
this can't take care of you. It's the vessel you're going through life with, and you are going to be tremendously tested. And I can't stress that to you enough. You are going to be tremendously tested. And you're saying, well, what do you mean? Well, if you look at the diet coming out of the World Economic Forum, if your main source of protein are bugs... I think you get what I'm talking about. This is why we're pushing the hell out of storable food. You need to try to be outside the system as long as you can. The people will have enough. They can rise up. They fear your knowledge. They fear you resisting. And this will be a human problem. It won't just be a civilian problem. And uh, you'll see how quickly these people in the pyramids of power who think that what they're doing to us is a good idea, how quickly they come running to help be our saviors, reject them. Now, when I talk about neurovegetative habits, what does that entail? Well, there are many ways to look at this. For simplicity's sake, we're going to break it down into three areas. Now, these lists presume some level of health. Um, if you're really, 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 really sick, you need to do what you can do at the lowest level, or excuse me, the highest level that you can, which will be a pretty low level. But your caretakers must adhere to this so you can become their coach. If you can only do what you can do, if you were quadriplegic, for example, there's only so many things you can do here. But uh, the three neurovegetative habits are diet, sleep, and exercise. And if you, even if you have a chronic condition, you have asthma, you have diabetes. Our diabetes has just skyrocketed across the planet. Uh, excuse me, our genetics have not changed. This is being done to us through processed foods, unhealthy foods, the type of diet that's being offered. Uh, you're not getting good, wholesome foods on every corner, but you're getting lousy, stinky, death-developing uh, fast food on every single corner. Let's talk about your diet, okay? Because you really need to enact some quick changes. I don't know how we have how much time we have left until all hell breaks loose the bible is really quite clear a lot of that's what's going to happen to us i come like a thief in the night so you must assume the thief is already here and act with all due haste and one thing i would say right now if you're fighting to optimize your body's ability to bug out to resist a physical attack to um basically go without some necessary resources the better your diet is the higher level your body will function and you need to shed you ever run with a weight vest on i'll just say that put a 20 pound weight vest on and try to run well some of you are running with weight vests on that are 100 pounds now some people can lose 100 pounds in four or five months um, even if you only lost 20, you'd be much better off. And so you need to gear your diet for the vast majority of you, since half the country is obese. You need to basically cut carbs out of your diet. Now, you can do carbs every now and then, about every fourth day, limitedly. 
and there are some carbs that are good, and you can do the research on this yourself, but you combine it with pre-hard workout day. Okay, but mostly you want to cut carbs out. That that will get rid of some of the insulin resistance, and then what you burn is fat. And your diet should consist mostly of protein and fat. But you should limit red meat, plain and simple. It's one thing that would make Klaus Schwab happy today. Uh, make sure you avoid high glycemic fruit. That's all kinds of lists available about the right kind of fruit and vegetables to eat. There's good and there's bad. There's some that promote diabetes and some that don't. Also, too, if you have conditions like asthma, this diet has been shown to be helpful towards management of asthma. It's kind of funny. You know, doctors are so educated and brainwashed into their prescription pad that they rarely take a look at outstanding factors that we're looking at here, diet, sleep, and exercise. They don't do that because they're not trained to do that. But a good diet uh, can really, and, and losing weight will make breathing easier. Your CO2 potential will go up. Maybe you're operating at 65 70% of expected. You, uh, unless you have a serious debilitating condition, you may be able to get that to 90% with the proper diet. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. And then dropping that weight will increase that percentage as well, too. So, really, I'm just saying protein and some fat, really, really important. You emphasize on that. And I always say, too, that, and you have to work and go longer. But the biggest thing is this, is that you really need to do some level of intermittent fasting. Now, some people take it to extremes, and I'm not going to tell you to do that. It's too big a shock to your system if you've not done it. But sleeping is fasting. And if you're sleeping seven to nine hours, let's assume you go on the long side, nine hours. Cut out all the BS out of your life so you can get that sleep. Turn the damn TV off so you can get your work done and get to bed at a decent time. Um, But assuming that you have a nine-hour sleep pattern... Could you go till lunch just drinking coffee and water? No sugar, no milk, no cream. Could you do that? If you can get to 12 hours, you got a good intermittent fast. And later on, we talk about exercise. The research shows that when you exercise during your intermittent fasting, you go, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I couldn't do that. Yeah, you can because when you exercise, it begins to shut down your digestive system because your body thinks it's under threat. Your fight-or-flight mechanism is activated, and that shuts down your bodily functions for a while. And that's where you'll maximize fat loss. And so if you're insulin resistant, even if you're not diabetic, you'll find you'll have a greater impact on burning fat during that time. Now, they say you could actually build up safely to about 16 hours. I'm telling you, if you can get to uh, just your sleep pattern, but if you can get to 12 hours, you're doing pretty well. And that's one of the things I would strongly, strongly stress, that uh, you exercise and engage in intermittent fasting. And there's all kinds of, YouTube has great resources on this. They have a lot of doctors who, this is their expertise, and this is how they get their clients to lose weight safely. Uh, You don't want to go into starvation diet because your body will overcompensate. But intermittent fasting that becomes habitual is fine. And can you ever break it? Yeah, but, you know, like I said, it's kind of the rule of thumb. It's how you have to live your life. Um, The dietary, one mainstay of diet that I found when I started to lose my weight was um, 
I ate eggs. I got protein, very little fat. Um, I used to eat three eggs when I would break my fast, and then I'd have a regular meal at night with some limitations on it. And then, of course, then combining the exercise. Now, if you're retired, you can exercise twice. And so let's let's go to exercise, not next, but after this, because I first want to talk about sleep, because you ha- have to have energy to do what you want to do. Number one, turn your TV off when you go to bed at night. If you're hopelessly addicted, okay, put the sleep timer on. Okay, and then also, too, you know, repetitive counting can help you get to sleep, too. But you must avoid working out within two hours of bed. Don't drink any alcohol. You shouldn't be drinking alcohol anyway. Seriously, if you're trying to get yourself in shape, you need to cut the alcohol out. Um, and you shouldn't drink alcohol two hours before bed. shouldn't work out two hours before bed. Try to avoid extreme emotionality two hours before bed. Um, and if you really have trouble, I don't like artificial sleep aids. Uh, absolutely under no conditions should you ever take a narcotic sleep aid, ever. I don't care what your doctor says. It will destroy your sleep pattern because it robs you of REM, most commonly occurring in stage 3 or stage 4 of sleep. And this is your restorative sleep. So you ever been to bed at night and you say, well, I had my eight hours and I feel like I've been to bed. That's because you didn't get REM and there was something upsetting your sleep pattern. Oftentimes that's dietary or it's stress. Um, but what I'm telling you is that it's really, really important uh, that if you do use a sleep aid, uh, really foods that would contain sleep aids, there's all kinds of information on that is advisable in your last meal. Uh, but I would say this too, melatonin is your best option if you have to go to the pill source. The only drawback with melatonin is over time it shows that it wakes the person up. And it's not severe. It's not an hour. It's not a half hour. It tends to be 10 minutes uh, of early morning awakening. Um, but it can compound if you stay on it. Um, the other thing is they find too is that nappers live about seven years longer than non-nappers. And you say, well, I had my schedule, my schedule. Okay, we're at a point where if you're really working in your body to survive the BS that's coming, the extreme heat, the extreme cold, maybe you have to bug out, whatever it have to be, fight off intruders, exactly. The better shape that you're in, okay, comes from sleep, restorative sleep, so you can have the energy to engage in exercise, and we'll cover that next. Uh, but napping is really good. Nap, I'll tell you, the Mexican culture has it right. The siesta, 20, 30 minutes, not 40. If you go beyond 30, you run the risk of getting into REM. And if you rob yourself of REM, then getting quality REM at night could be problematic. And that is the restorative repair that you need, particularly if you're going to exercise. A lot of people think, i got to go full bore every single day. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. You're not an MMA fighter. And even they build in rest, even when they're preparing for a match. So you don't want to go so long. And the Japanese have done lots of studies on that. And they even have a napping chair in Japan. It's kind of interesting. But the Mexican culture with the siesta, they get it right. They're absolutely fantastic. They get it right. Unfortunately, the diet, which I absolutely love, is something I had to mostly cut out of my diet 
because it's so high in fat, particularly if you like chili rianos like I do. Uh, but you have to cut out that fat. That also impacts your sleep, too. The more rich food that you eat, the more it will affect your sleep. Okay, let's go to exercise. Like I said, these are just overviews, and you should do your own research. But your neurovegetative habits are affected. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free. And we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time effectively diet sleep and exercise now the third thing about exercise is this um i'll deal first with if you're fairly healthy okay and you could be any age but here's what people don't realize i'm too old to do that you could be too debilitated to do that but you may age has nothing to do with it there are 90 year old men that are doing compound weight lifts like deadlift bench press Okay, they're doing compound weight lifting 90 95 years of age in fact actually there's a female basketball team that travels around and they play basketball they're in their 80s and 90s. They're called the San Diego Splash. Uh, ESPN2 the other night had a special on them, and my wife and I were in the gym and we were watching. And I told her, i got to lose a few more pounds where I can get back in and maybe start playing some again. And I've been shooting and working on my ball handling. 
in preparation and strength training and really working with the sled and the backwards walking with leg weights because that strengthens your ligaments, tendons, and so forth. Less likely to have an ACL tear or something like that. And we're watching these 80 and 90 year old women and we kind of looked at each other and says, well, honey, you kind of have lost your excuse, haven't you? And the answer is, yes, I have lost my excuse. No question. So don't give me the age argument, but the one thing everyone can do is walk. How far should you walk as far as you can? Everything you do with exercise is meant to go to failure. Okay, now I recommend when you do resistance training, which everyone should be weight training. You can use the machines if you're by yourself. It's safer. Dumbbells are also an option because you can do those by yourselves. If you're doing barbell uh, bench press, don't do it at home because you can put it, you can build in the safety clamps. But I had one fail on me one day. Unfortunately, my wife was there and was able to uh, pull the weights off one side so I could escape. They could have been kind of ugly. So I'm just saying be careful with that. But you do need to do walking. And people say, well, how much should you walk? Well, if you're reasonably fit, you should be able to walk about two miles and then build from there and progressively add to it. Have goals, write them out and say, this week I'll walk, let's say, laps where you walk might be, I don't know. 18 laps around the gym okay um then try to go 20 the next week and try to do maybe about 10 percent improvement each week until you hit a little plateau that you will the other thing um with the resistance training if you're older uh don't get let your ego get in the way um rather than doing oh i don't know let's say you're doing bench press on a machine okay rather than trying to do 120 40 pounds if you're a male maybe 70 80 if you're a female uh cut that down by about 40 percent and do high reps and get over 20 okay and you can still go to failure and the research shows you're preventing muscle mass loss by doing that anyway so you don't have to lift really really hard but resistance training is really important for diabetes for other debilitating conditions lung deterioration but mostly muscle mass and this is where people get weak and frail and they fall and then they get all kinds of complications often that lead the road to death so resistance training and walking are real important if you can turn that walking into something bigger temporarily at least two to three times a week you need to do hit training and that's really easy to do and it's not boxing although you could actually do that on a heavy bag but it's called h-i-i-t it's spelled h-a-h-i-i-t hit training and hit training is uh, getting your heart rate up to about 90 percent and there's all kinds of formulas of it you can look this up online uh, your age calculates into um, what your target heart rate is now that's actually experts use today but it's a good guide just for the unprofessional um, person trying to get in better shape now what hit training is is you push your heart rate to the maximum about as long as you can go and for most individuals that are really healthy it's about 60 65 seconds then you get the freak athletes that go five ten minutes on hit but those are unusual and that won't be who most of you are some of you might only be able to do 20 seconds when i started off on the heavy bag and i was trying to lose a lot of weight and i would throw as many punches as i could i was pretty fast still i could throw about five or six punches a second 
uh, but I only lasted about 20 seconds. Today I'm up in the minute range, and you go a minute, and if you have one of those pulse meters and CO2 meters that measure your oxygen as well as your, your pulse, uh, let's say 150, for example, is your maximum heart rate, and, and you really should be shooting for about 135 on hit, 140. You don't want to go over your max heart rate, though. Um, but you go there, how long can you sustain that? And then if you put those little meters on, you need to get back down. Let's say your resting pulse is 80. You need to get down into the low 90s before you go again. Hopefully you can recover within 60 seconds, 90 seconds, sometimes two minutes. And, and your recovery will depend on the conditioning you're in. But if you do that, and let's say you start with three sets, the next week you go to four sets and then five sets, they find that hit training is better than cardio that lasts an hour. You can do three one-minute sessions a hit, and you're way beyond what you're getting with cardio. So you're saying, well, Dave, you're saying you should walk. Yeah, you should do both. Uh, but the walking is good because it gives you endurance. It lowers your your heart rate. Uh, there's all kinds of benefits to it. There's even psychological benefits with uh, dopamine uh, exposure, endorphins uh, that make your mood improved. So there's all kinds of reasons to do that. So exercise should become part of the um, the equation too. Now what I've done is I've kind of given you the iceberg version here. You know, you can see 10% of the iceberg and 90% is beneath. This is where you could take each one of these neural vegetative habits of diet, sleep, and exercise and begin to research what's best for you. Because I can't give you a standard prescription except probably for diet. Uh, it, it would be really avoid the carbs if you're trying to lose weight and there's a reasonable chance you're insulin resistant and you can go get a blood test for this too you can actually have that measured uh, and you could occasionally take blood sugar to tell how your body's responding and if you're pre-diabetic for example uh, that'll show up and then you'll know yeah i got to cut the carbs out mostly um, but what i've given you here too is really maximum for weight loss too if, if you really want to shred and the high repetition on the resistance training is absolutely made uh, to lose weight and also to improve cardiovascular there's benefits that way if, you, if you're doing power lifting three to six reps a set hard reps and you hear these guys oh you know that kind of okay that's not for most of you not if you're trying to accomplish getting your body in the best shape because the crap that's coming your way is going to challenge you mentally and we're going to cover that a little later uh, in this series i did cover the spiritual part yesterday Okay, but there is a mental toughness aspect to it that overlaps into the spiritual, but it also is its own domain. We're going to cover that separately. But diet, sleep, and exercise fuel the body to deal with extreme stress. And stress will really be huge, and stress can debilitate your body pretty quickly. It also will allow you to respond to normal physical challenges. Uh, and there's things I'm going to give you down the road, too, that will overlap with these three. But you can go do your own research right now based on your age, your health condition, because I can't anticipate all health conditions. And if someone's in a wheelchair, there's still things you can do to improve your situation. But those are specific programs for you. And I would have to have something that would be 10 hours long to cover everyone's functionality. But you need to be thinking about this today. And you go, well, I'm just too far out of shape. No, no, no. The, the, 
the first step on a thousand mile journey is the first step everyone must take and um if you don't mind cussing there is actually a guy on there and and listen his balance is not my balance in life okay but i greatly respect this man david goggins and he lost 100 pounds in three months and i don't know that that should be anyone's goal here and if you can ignore some of the f-bombs that you're going to hear the the colorful adjectives he'll use to describe the process a lot of his information is really valuable because he actually will talk to you about how your mind will make your body do what you need to do in these areas and most of us operate um, at anywhere between 10 to 40 percent of our capacity so even with the elderly and somewhat frail we can still make great improvements because it's the they're saying right now that next year two and a half billion people could be dead if some of these policies come into place that we're seeing being floated around internationally and this is not something i'm just throwing out a number folks it's what i read most often well the ones who are going to die are the ones who are the most frail and they're the ones who need to do this the most but all of us could benefit anyway that's it for the common sense show i want to thank you for joining us here on this series surviving the summer of hell but see it's not just the summer you're not going to get to third week in september and oh we got through summer oh it's no 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 the summer of hell with who's running the planet right now will become the fall of hell the winter of hell and it will continue to cycle until some kind of balance can be restored to the leadership in this planet but if we are entering the last days and listen people who say that have no idea what they're talking about because the last day sets off a clock and at the end of that clock we get the second coming of jesus christ and then we'd be able to know when he comes and i have to tell you that the bible is very clear on this point you shall not know the hour nor the day when jesus returns so to say that we're in the last days these are people who said that forever now are there signs yes of course but there have been signs before too when israel became a nation that's huge in revelation and people said here it goes everyone will be uh, in tribulation in the 1950s no 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 didn't work out that way did it no no and also too i'm of the belief too that we're a nation under judgment and because we are a nation under judgment we can remove ourselves as a nation under judgment if of enough of us bend the knee repent and do what the lord wants and 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 the lord will bless those who walk with him and he will not depart Uh, the book of matthew is filled with examples of this and i would really recommend you do this but also too the bible is quite clear about the need to take care of yourself and if you haven't done it okay forget the guilt that never accomplishes anything forget the i can't just take the first steps and i've given you some basic outlines so that when you go research for yourself you'll kind of know oh yeah dave talked about this and how does that apply to me and then you'll start to do your own research specific to your situation and my my workouts are specifically tied to my situation and would have nothing to do with you okay so um if i'm going to return to playing basketball as a way to get in optimum shape I have to do sledding 
and that's forced resistance while I'm trying to run, pushing and pulling a sled. And I have to strengthen ligaments and tendons behind the knee to prevent future knee injuries because of my advanced age. And so that's specific something that I'm doing, and it's kind of a preliminary exercise to get to the big one that I want to do, but i got to prep. See, that's why I'm saying it's individual. You won't necessarily follow what I'm doing because you won't have the same exercise goals, but you will have your goals for you that you should follow with a program that's unique to you. I hope this helps, and uh, let me know how you're doing. You know, leave comments and tell me where you're at with this because we really do need to improve the health of the nation if the nation is to survive because right now we are a very soft nation. When we came out of the Depression for World War II, we didn't have obesity. We had very low rates of diabetes, uh, even lung conditions, a little bit of TB and some asthma, but they weren't overwhelming like they are today. Our diet didn't suck, and people were in relative good shape, and when they hit boot camp preparing for war, they didn't have that far to go. You talk to the drill instructors today, about 40% of the people they're getting, are not they're not sure in the beginning if they're even going to get through six weeks of boot camp. How can you fight a war with a sissy army like that? That's kind of tough. And you ask uh, some of the people who know they can do those things, they don't want to fight with the ones who can't. And we are a soft, soft nation, and we have to address this. Well, that's it. We'll see you back here next time. Don't forget about the commonsenseshow.tv for the very best in investigative reporting. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and I'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.